the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a fact. If the riches of the wealthy were given to the average American, the rich would have their wealth back in no time at all. Not because they're more deserved, but because they do a really great job of getting us to spend it back to them. And once it's in their hands, they work it to their self-interest. The host of Get Rich Slow, Jim McAleese, believes the financial decisions you make today will guide your financial destiny tomorrow. Jim teaches you to plan for the worst and then hope for the best. America is under no obligation to provide what you need. Entitlements are out. Opportunity is today's watchword. Money matters can be intimidating, but they don't have to be. So let's supercharge your wealth building plan now with Jim McAleese. Money School for Financial Winners. Here we explore strategies to help you prosper. We look at the big picture and then develop plans, plans to help guide our families to meet their financial goals. Get Rich Flow gives you solid financial strategies Strategies that will help improve your financial life. If you want the truth, not the hype, please join us for the next hour for Get Rich Slow. I'm Jim McAleese, Certified Financial Planner and President of Cornerstone Consultants Incorporated, where securities and investment advisory services are offered to the next financial group incorporated, which is a member of FINRA and SIPC. And Cornerstone Consultants is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Well, good morning. Christmas is coming. Are we ready? Oh, my. <laughs> well, we're counting down to Christmas now. There's only eight days left. Spending up my eight by giving nine, depending upon whether you count Christmas Eve or not. The presents are being wrapped and the youngsters are on their best behavior. Thank goodness. Because Santa knows he's been naughty at night. Well, and the Christmas cookies. They're being baked this weekend. I hope some of them are coming my way. Our tree has been decorated for the past week. And everyone has a list of things uh, to be done before Christmas. Personally, I'm still trying to get the house decorated. But typically, the cold weather has a way of shutting down the outside decorating ready or not, but hey, the weather this December has been great, and even as we complete the decorations, we need to focus on the real meaning of Christmas. It's the religious significance of the person of Jesus and the sharing 
that with our family and friends. It's not the decorations or even the gifts that count, but rather sharing the meaning of Christmas with our loved ones. And the younger family Christmases are certainly really special because the little ones in particular are all excited. And Christmas morning is generally a jumble of kids tearing open presents and showing off what Santa brought them. And when it's over, the living room looks like a construction construction site with wrapping paper everywhere and boxes everywhere. But Ed Christmas is only once a year. And in between our Christmas planning, we can entertain ourselves with watching the equity market, which is not too, enter- not too entertaining. This week, global equities were down. In the U.S., the three major stock indices were down. That's two weeks in a row. While in the U.K., the, the FTSE 100 was down for the week. And in the European Union, both the Germany's DAX and the stock Europe 600 were both down for the week. And in Asia, was also mostly down. Japan's Nikkei 225 was down for the week. And in China, both the Shanghai Composite and Hong Kong's Hang Seng were both down for the week. On Friday, the three major U.S. stock market indices closed for the week at the Dow Jones closed at 32,920.46. So it was down 1.66% for the week. The Standard and Poor 500 closed at 3,852.36, and it was down 2.08% for the week. And the NASDAQ Composite closed at 10,705.41, and it was down 2.72% for the week. And basically, this week, any good news, and it was little, little bit of good news, any good news was overwhelmed by the action of the Federal Reserve in their open market committee meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday. And on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve announced that they had approved an interest rate increase of one half a percent and signaled plans to lift rates through uh, the spring of next year, though likely in smaller uh, increments to combat higher inflation. The decision on Tuesday marked a step down after four consecutive larger increases of three quarters of a percent, and that was that was for three quarters of a percent, and there were four of those, and uh, that raised the benchmark federal funds rate to a range of uh, 4.25 to 4.5, and that was the that uh, so the addition of a half a percent to what's been raised so far, the final numbers for the federal funds rate for 2022 are going to be four and a quarter to four and a half percent. That's a 15-year high. Uh, The latest increase capped the year in which the Federal Reserve raised rates from near zero, actually three quarters of a percent, uh, zero to three quarters of a percent, uh, raised them at the fastest pace since the early 80s to fight inflation, which has been running near a 40-year high. Uh, 
Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said that federal policymakers had entered a new phase of policy tightening in which they were trying to determine just how high to raise the rates. Uh, this half a percent rate increase in December, uh, that will probably be followed by uh, one quarter of a percent increases in February and March of next year. Paul said it was probably, quote, it was probably right that slowing rates, uh, slowing rate rises to more traditional quarter percent uh, increments at the Fed's next meeting on January 31st and February 1st would provide the best way to manage the risk of over-tightening. That quote, he said, that makes a lot of sense. It seems to me, particularly if you consider how far we've come. And the Federal Reserve had been criticized for those four, three quarters of a percent rate increases. And they were criticized because the rate increases, uh, they work with long and variable lags, which means that the Federal Reserve may not know for a year or more if they have tightened too much or, or too little. So Powell said, quote, we think the appropriate thing to do now is to move at a slower pace. Powell also said that uh, no officials had projected rate cuts next year and that they were likely to consider lowering interest. They were, they weren't, they were not likely to consider lowering interest rates until policymakers were confident inflation is moving down to the Federal Reserve's 2% goal in a sustained fashion. So uh, if you take a look at the at the bond market futures, uh, the bond market futures say that there will be a cut uh, in the uh, Fed funds rate uh, later in 2023. But uh, Jerome Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve, is being uh, really making a point that uh, hey we're going to keep them up uh, longer than uh, anybody anticipated to make sure that they get these inflation under control and uh, you know uh, I think that had a, had something to do with spooking uh, investors. It really wasn't the rate increase that spooked them, which was widely expected. I mean, they've, the Federal Reserve has forecast this half a percent increase, uh, started to uh, advertise it over a month ago. And so that was expected. And the Federal Reserve raised its, its estimate of how high the federal funds rate would go and, and uh how long the federal funds rate in the Federal Reserve intended to keep the rates up there. In other words, if we take a look at the uh, economic projections, in other words, when there's a, a federal open market committee meeting uh, four times a year, those they hold the meetings about every six weeks, uh, but uh, four times a year, they also come up with their economic projections. and Taking a look at the economic projections that were just released on Wednesday, uh, it shows that uh, we're going to close out this year with the federal funds rate at uh, four and a quarter 
to four and a half percent, which is uh, that's what everybody said. And uh, then the important things are what they are looking at next year. Like in the by the end of 2023, the projections are that the federal funds rate will be anywhere from five to five and a quarter percent. And if you take a look at the uh, range of the, the uh, dot plots, in other words, uh, at these meetings, the four meetings of the year, the uh, the eighteen. Uh, the uh, 12 presidents of the Federal Reserve banks, plus the six uh, 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 governors of the Federal Reserve, get to make a guess as to, you know, they, they guess with regard to what the rates are going to be for the, uh, the gross domestic product and the unemployment rate and inflation. They also guess as to what the federal funds rates are going to be. And the dots, dot plot showed that in 2023, those dots varied anywhere from 4.9% to 5.6%. So in, in uh, 2024, they, that dot plot ranged anywhere from uh, 3.1% to 5.6%. So uh, and if we take a look at the median numbers, uh, like the uh, next year, the median uh, federal funds rate will be five and one eighth, and then uh, at the at the end of 2023, at the end of 2024, it'll be five point or four point one eight, four and one eighth or four point one two five, and. Uh, so what they're showing is that the uh, federal funds rates are not really going to come down until probably 2000 and sometime in 2024. So I don't think that's going to be the case. And a lot of other people don't think that's going to be the case either. But that's what the Federal Reserve uh, says is really going to happen. Uh, basically, if you take a look at the projections in the uh, summary of, of economic projections, they've got the uh, change in the real GDP for 2023 down to one half of 1%. And uh, that's, uh, you're closing in on recession territory. And they've also got the unemployment rate up to 4.6%. So uh, things are going to... It looks as if <laughs> they're going to put the pressure on uh, on this economy enough to get a recession. And uh, let me let me continue here. Uh, several other central banks increased their rates last week. Uh, the Bank of England and the Swiss National Bank they made their moves on Thursday. The European Central Bank uh, uh, raised their uh, key interest rates by one half of a percent. Uh, in uh, December, after increasing it by three quarters of a percent in September and October, and uh, during his press conference, Chairman Powell stressed the uh, stressed the following: one, that the lessons of history is not to stop too soon. Uh, Powell stressed that restrictive policy will be needed for some time, 
in order to ensure a return to price stability. That is to bring consumer inflation down to the Federal Reserve's 2% uh, target. Next one is, and though conceding that prior uh, rate hikes had yet to show their full effect on the economy, the Fed chair nevertheless said, quote, forceful steps, unquote, are still required to moderate uh, demand and bring it into better balance with supply. He cited the labor market as a key area of imbalance as tight conditions continue to pressure wages. And he also noted that inflation data for October and November had mostly eased, uh, but warned that substantially more evidence of price moderation will be needed before policymakers conclude that inflation is on a downward path. We still have a some ways to go. Um, then uh, Powell responded uh, forcefully to questions that the Federal Open Market Committee is determined to see inflation brought substantially back to the 2% target through further tightening of the monetary policy. However, the timing, the size, and the speed of the next hikes has yet to be determined. You know, with uh, 425 basis points of aggressive tightening uh, since March of 2022, the Federal Open Market Committee meeting is prepared to allow uh, time uh, for the previous hikes to work their way through the economic data. Powell said now that the federal funds rate is in restrictive territory and it is not as important as to how fast we go, but more important as, as to how long we stay there. The, uh, Powell also remarked that having moved so quickly, the appropriate thing now to do now is to move at a slower pace, uh, which will allow a, the Federal Open Market Committee meetings to feel their way. And uh, Powell broke down the sources of in, inflation as uh, supply conditions for goods, getting balance of supply and demand, housing services which are a key part of the consumer price index, and non-housing core services. He noted that by far the hardest to address is the non-housing core services, which are a function of the labor market. Uh, we, uh, he commented, we do see a very, very strong labor market. Uh, I was asked about whether the U.S. is in a recession or likely to be in a recession. And Powell said that a period of subpar growth is not a recession. And at this stage, whether there will be a recession and how deep or how long is basically unknowable. And uh, so basically, uh, what, you, what you're seeing is that, uh, <clears throat> you know, when, when uh, the Federal Reserve met at the end of uh, August at their uh, annual symposium at Jackson Hole. Uh, the Federal Reserve Chairman Powell, he had a, a slot uh, for his speech, like uh, 40 minutes. He cut it to seven minutes and indicated that uh, the only thing he wanted to get across was that the, the uh only objective or the only priority of the Federal Reserve now is to conquer inflation. 
And two, the other the other point he made was that uh, they had uh, lessons learned from the inflation bouts in the late 70s, 1970 to 1980. In that particular case, in the late 70s, inflation did get up over over that decade, did get up to 15 percent, and it was it was uh, conquered. Inflation was conquered uh, by raising the uh, Fed's funds rates or overnight rates up to 20 percent. Uh, when they raise the rates up to 20 percent, the whole economy the whole economy stops basically. Uh, inflation at that time during that during that recession got up to 12 percent. So his emphasis was that hey, uh, we're we are not uh, uh, we're we are not in the uh, hold on just a second. We're we're his emphasis was that. Uh, we're not going to make the same mistakes that we made in the 70s. And uh, we're not going to have to uh, uh, raise the interest rates up to 20% that we're going to get a handle on this inflation now. And uh, that came across loud and clear. And the, it, it, the, the volatility on, the, on Thursday and Friday, oh, the volatility surprised me. Because, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve has presented their results of these open market committee meetings before. And there always is a reaction. But this seemed to be more of a volatile, a little too volatile. And uh, one of the things that might have compounded the volatility on uh, Thursday and Friday is that the... uh, uh, We have, during... At Friday, we have the... uh, uh, basically the quadruple witching, and that happens basically four times a year. And, uh, and basically towards the end of each quarter, uh, the Wednesday closest to the end, or the Friday that's closest to the end of each quarter, they have their little uh, quadruple witching, where uh, this represents the... Uh, <clears throat> uh, the uh, contracts for, are expiring for basically single stock options, uh, stock index options, uh, stock index futures contracts, and uh, options on stock index futures. So basically what you're seeing is uh, what you have to do is basically uh, the simultaneous expiration of the, of the options and futures contracts on Friday, the 16th uh, of December, uh, caused the uh, uh, contracts to be have to be rewritten. And basically, what you're seeing there is that there's a lot of a lot of uh, volume in uh, the stock things. So, for example, in March of uh, 2021, March 19th, the quadruple witching day saw the most volume. In the standard and poor 500 for all of 2021. So it's a it's a time when things can be moving very very fast in terms of options and futures and stocks and individual stocks as well as indices.
And uh, so that might have compounded what we saw from the um, Federal Open Market Committee meeting and the and the Federal Reserve's comments. If I take a look at the at the uh, actual uh, projections, economic projections that were presented at the press conference after the uh, uh, meeting, what they're showing is that the federal funds rates uh, for let's see, the federal funds rates are going to be. They're projecting it as. Uh, four and five point five and one eight uh, federal funds rates for next year, two thousand and twenty three. Four and uh, one eight in two thousand and twenty four, and three and one eight in two thousand and twenty five. They're also projecting uh, unemployment of four point six percent in twenty three and twenty four, two thousand twenty four. And they're also projecting the uh, personal consumption expenditure inflation of 3.1 next year, 3.1%, then 2.5, and then 2.1. The important thing there is that they still haven't reached their target until 2025. So to me, they're signaling that uh, their, their weight, they're increasing it. And they're maybe going to increase it farther, and it's going to, they're going to keep it up there for a long period of time. Now that might be their intentions, and uh, but there's a lot of other things that go on in the economy, and certainly the unemployment and any possible recession is going to be one of those. Those are going to cause an impact to those plans. If uh, if the pain is too great, then there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Fed to back off. So we'll see what happens in, in basically the coming year. And as far as the other news this week, we had good news with regard to the consumer price index. The consumer price index came out on Tuesday, and that basically showed that the uh, uh, consumer price index uh, over the last 12 months had gone down from uh, uh, 7.7% in October to 7.1% in uh, November. And if you take a look at the core uh, numbers, <coughs> excuse me, the core CPI numbers went from 6.3% in October to 6% in uh, November. So basically what you're seeing there is that the numbers are coming down. It also in the uh, there was it wasn't all good news. Uh, if we take a look at uh, last week, they presented their industrial production numbers, which shows that uh, industrial production <clears throat> decreased two tenths of one percent in November uh, from October, and uh, it also showed up in uh, two other places in the Empire State uh, Manufacturing. Uh, survey as well as the Philadelphia Manufacturing Survey. Both of those are in. Uh, both of those are showing uh, decreases in manufacturing. Also, uh, November's retail and food services were down six tenths of a percent uh, in November from October. 
but they're still up six and a half percent from uh, uh, a, a month ago. So this is Jim McAleese. Uh, you're listening to Get Rich Slow. Uh, you can give us a call over our toll free number. It's one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. It's toll free number is one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. Give us a call. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. And stay tuned. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Colleen, producer of Get Rich Slow. Each week, we take calls from people just like you who have questions for our host, Jim McAleese. Oftentimes, however, Jim can't answer all your questions because of time restraints and the need for more detailed information. That's why we encourage you to call Cornerstones Consultants, Inc., the financial counseling service founded by Jim and Tama McAleese. Cornerstones Consultants, Inc. has helped thousands of clients get more for their money. Whether your financial goal is to avoid common investing mistakes, finding your next home, planning for retirement, finding the right mutual fund, or covering your assets with the right kind of insurance, Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. will guide you to wise financial choices. So call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. for an appointment today. That number again, 440-647-2793. Now back to more Get Rich Slow with Jim Magalies. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. And, uh, you know, we're talking we're talking about what's happening in the big picture. Uh, we're mainly talking about the, the economy and uh, the uh, Federal Reserve and inflation and things of this nature. And we're all putting up with inflation. And... Uh, uh, we see it everywhere. We see it uh, every time we buy something. We, we've seen it in food and, and fuel. Uh, but then we, we buy uh, Christmas presents and things of this nature. We say, whoa, boy, uh, these prices are really going up. So looking at what the Federal Reserve is, is going to do in terms of increasing the interest rates and basically slowing the economy down. Uh, and it'll, they're going to slow it down to the point where uh, they get that unemployment uh, up to about 4.6 or maybe even higher because the Federal Reserve has, <clears throat> it has a sore spot, sore spot for uh, wage price spiral. And uh, their big concern is how are we supposed to get the inflation down to uh, 2% when the raises uh, are at five percent over the last twelve months. So basically, the only way to get them down is basically to have a um, slowdown in the economy, so that uh, uh, the unemployment goes up, so that the there isn't this confidence that uh, you can walk away and get another job. So that's what you're going to see happen, and. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, we'll, we'll live through it just like we live through everything else. So let's talk about um, 
getting out of the, the big picture. Let's go to the little picture. That's your financial plan. And basically what you're doing in terms of identifying your goals and uh, identifying how you're doing your savings and investing and also the other parts about uh, uh, protecting against the unknowns, the uh, uh, life insurance and the liabilities and making sure that you have a big enough umbrella policy uh, to cover you, depending upon the size of your uh, your assets, uh, making sure that uh, uh, your umbrella policy is big enough to handle that. You can be hit with a liability uh, lawsuit that uh, because of some uh, traffic accident or because of some uh, accident on your property, and uh, of course you also have to look at uh, you know estate planning and gifting and things of this nature. So there's a lot involved in in doing uh, looking at your financial plan. Most of which uh, you could you can pretty much lay out the ideas. Uh, sometimes you need a professional to go through them and uh, go into the details of them. Uh, one of the things that um, uh, the new year is coming up, and I think maybe we're going to start to talk about New Year's resolutions and in terms of the finances. And basically, the holidays are synonymous with uh, giving to charity and uh, keep make sure you keep your receipts. And if you itemize, you can claim these those donations. Unfortunately, if you don't itemize, you can't take that $300 per person <clears throat> deductions for charitable deductions in 2022. The IRS only temporarily allowed that. Uh, you, could, you could sit down and estimate what you might do before the year's end to lower your tax bill. You could review your retirement savings plan. Are you contributing enough to your 401k? Uh, basically, what you want to do is try to make sure that you contribute at least enough to get the employer's match. And if you can, uh, try to increase your contributions. Uh, the, uh, the maximum amount of contributions for a 401k plan is increasing next year to, to 22500 And there's a $7,500 catch-up amount. If you're over the age of 50, so taking uh, so take that into account when you're planning out your contribution amount. So basically, I guess when you're when you're 30 and 40 years old, uh, those numbers sound uh, astronomical. And uh, basically, the best you can do is get enough into your 401k to get your employer's match, which is. Hey, that, that, that you have to do that as a minimum because that's basically free money. But as you get older and closer to retirement, then that uh, twenty-two thousand five hundred maximum, uh, or twenty-two, or basically thirty thousand uh, dollar maximum into your four hundred one k if you're over age fifty uh, is going to make a big difference in your. Uh, in your nest egg for retirement. And if you have a flexible savings account uh, where the money does not roll over into the new year, what you got to do is use your flexible savings account money on qualified medical expenses, uh, 
things that you can get done before the end of the year, uh, new glasses and stuff like that. And for those of you with health savings accounts, uh, these can be great investment uh, vehicles that will last you through your retirement. So see how you're contributing to those. And as far as your insurance needs and the state planning needs, uh, they may have changed this year. So basically, once a year, sit down and review your policies. Uh, if you got term insurance, when's the end of the term? Um, if you got the opportunity to, to, to switch from term into universal life, what is the <clears throat> what are the deadlines there? Also, make sure that any estate uh, planning documents you've got those squared away to ensure that nothing needs to be updated. Uh, if you have enough uh, insurance coverage, uh, you know when you're very young, you have tremendous. Uh, liabilities, but hardly any assets, physical assets. So you make up the difference with the insurance, but as you as you get older, then the uh, liabilities go away, the house is paid for, the children are out of school, the children are out of the house, and so your liabilities go down, and uh, basically your assets uh, go up. So the need for insurance after a certain point is for a lot of people goes away and uh, basically do you have an estate plan and if so are the beneficiaries up to date so one thing you might want to do is uh, you know in estate planning all the money in the financial institutions the banks the mutual mutual fund companies the brokerage accounts the insurances all those monies they travel by way of the beneficiary form. So uh, make sure that you know uh, what those beneficiary forms say and make sure that they're up to date. And uh, also with regard to the wills, you know, when the children were small, uh, maybe your uncle, maybe your brother uh, was the proper uh, uh, place to put the, to give the money uh, to raise the family. But uh, then, uh, uh, as you as you as the kids get older, why well, hey, you got to take a look at these things again. And uh, at the end of the year, it's a good time to plan ahead for the next year, especially for large expenses that you already know are coming. And you maybe it's a new vehicle, maybe it's a new roof, uh, maybe you're going to move, uh, so you could start to gather money for all those expenses and. Uh, and uh, since we're close to the end of the year, you have to get yourself organized and get up to date with all those things. So things to think about when uh, you're <laughs> relaxing over the holidays. <laughs> give, give, give you a little extra things that will bore you to tears. So this is Jim McAleese. You can give us a call over our toll-free number. It's one eight 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 two eight one. 1110. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Now, I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas. 
And when you walk down the street Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim Magalie. Let's talk about uh, the consumer price index. Uh, that's the only good thing, really, that uh, we saw this week that was uh, good news. And you know, all of us have been watching these prices go up and down. And just like I said before, uh, we know about gasoline prices. Gasoline prices are coming down. Uh, food prices aren't really coming down. Uh, the presents, the price of presents that we're buying for Christmas, they're, they're astronomical. Uh, so, <clears throat> to me, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're caught in this uh, cycle of uh, in- inflation. So, uh, and the Federal Reserve is up there trying to raise the rates and try to uh, out, try to conduct a soft landing, which means you're going to come as close to a recession as possible. Uh, but sometimes they, they miss the target. <laughs> we might end up in a recession. So uh, on Tuesday, they released the latest uh, Consumer Price Index report, which shows that uh, uh, for November, the uh, Consumer Prices, the, uh, the CPI number for November went down from 7.7 in October to 7.1%. So if you take a look at inflation, um, the uh, 12-month number went, it was 9.1% in June. That was its highest point. And then uh, in uh, September, it was, I think it was 8.2. And then uh, in uh, November, in October, it was uh, 7.7, and now it's 7.1 percent. So uh, that's 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 really really good news as far as we're concerned because it's moving in the right direction. And uh, also the the thing about the, the latest numbers are they put out they put out uh, basically the uh, amount that. Uh, Costs have increased over the last 12 months, and they also put out a number for the last month. And what it shows is for the all-in uh, number, for the all-in uh, consumer price index number, which includes food and fuel, uh, the costs have only gone up one-tenth of one percent in November. And over a 12-month period, they've gone up 7.1%. Now, if we strip out food and fuel, then uh, we get what, a, what is known as the core CPI. Then in November, the core C- consumer price index number only went up uh, two-tenths of 1% or uh, 6% over a 12-month period. So those, those monthly numbers are important because you've got to automatically multiply those by 12 in other words, if it's one tenth of a percent uh, times twelve, that means that over a twelve month a twelve month period, inflation is going to go up one point two percent. Well, if that were to happen, it would be wonderful. We'd be we'd be back to uh, normal, but uh, it's not. It's over the twelve month period. It's seven point one percent for the all item uh, CPI, and it's six uh, percent for the core. Uh, CPI, neglecting uh, food and fuel. And uh, uh, looking below the surface, basically what you're seeing is that the service 
uh, they, they break the, if you look at the, uh, the numbers and how they're broken down, what you'll see is that, uh, the goods, there's a goods part and there's also a service part. And what you're seeing in is the, the service numbers continue to go up and the uh, goods numbers are going down. So, uh, if you take a look and say what happened in the, uh, uh, in the uh, items uh, neglecting food and fuel, what you see is that the index for all items less food and fuel rose two tenths of a percent, and that was the smallest increase since August of 2021. And the uh, the big bugaboo there is the shelter uh, part of that, and which continues to increase, raising that. Uh, Six, six tenths of one percent over the month, and the rent index rose eight tenths of a percent. <clears throat> the, uh, the shelter that's particularly difficult because, again, if you multiply those numbers by 12, if you multiply six tenths of one percent by 12, you're going to get uh, uh, 7.2 percent uh, in no time at all. So that means that hey, we're looking for. Two to three percent. So this thing, uh, and this is this one is a shelter is a major a percentage of the uh, consumer basket that we're looking at. Uh, and in terms of what we're seeing here, and uh, uh, if we take a look at the CPI numbers over the last several, let's let's take, let's take a look at it since June. June, the consumer price index number over a 12-month period, last 12-month period, was 9.1%. July was 8.5%. August, it was 8.3%. September was 82 October was 77 And November was 7.1%. So it's all going in the right direction. Uh, <clears throat> the core uh, CPI is the one that's going to give us troubles. In June, the core CPI was 5.9%, July 5.9%, August 6.3%, September 6.6%, October 6.3%, and November 6.0%. So basically what we have to do is get that number down, and uh, uh, that is basically... uh, you know, shelter is basically 30%, 32% of the entire basket. So that's a, a big number. <laughs> Excuse me. If you take a look at the uh, consumer price index, what we have is uh, and over the last 12 months, uh, inflation has gone up 7.1%. Food inflation has gone up 10.6%. Uh, and uh, food at home has gone up uh, 12%. Food away from home has gone up 8.5%. Uh, I don't know how they figure that out. Uh, energy uh, over the last 12 months has gone up 13.1%. And I'm looking at uh, uh, fuel, fuel oil. Uh, that's for heating or for diesels and uh, diesel oil. That's gone up uh, 65.7%, and uh, gasoline 
has gone up 10.1%. Uh, <laughs> natural gas uh, has gone up 15.5% in over the last 12 months, and electricity has gone up 13.7%. We take a look at new vehicles, they've gone up 7.2%, and used vehicles have gone down 3.3%. So uh, we talk about services other than uh, uh, in, uh, energy services. We're talking about an increase of 6.8% over the last 12 months. That service number has got to come down into the 2 or 3% range, which is going to is not going to be easy. Um, we take a look at shelter. Shelter is increasing at 7.1%. So it's not going to be an easy job to get this inflation under control. Right now, it's moving in the right direction at 7.1%. But once we get down into the 5 and 6% range, then uh, probably that recession or whatever it is is going to have to carry the major burden. This is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. Uh, stay tuned. I'll be right back. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by a choir. And folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe. Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. You can give us a call, our toll-free number. Is one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. Then we take a look at uh, uh, what's happening in uh, spending and retail and food services, and uh, uh, basically retail sales and food service sales for November uh, uh, came in at uh, six hundred and eighty nine point four billion, and that was down six tenths of one percent from October of the previous month. That's according to the U.S. Department of Commerce in their advanced monthly sales for retail and, and food services for November. And uh, so it came down six, six-tenths of 1% from October, but it's up 6.5% from November a year ago. And uh, if we take a look at the uh, previous uh, three-month period, uh, then the retail sales are up eight tenths of one percent and up seven point seven percent from that uh, three month period a year ago. We take a look at gasoline stations month over month have gone down one tenth of a percent, but they have gone gasoline receipts have increased sixteen point two percent over the last year. Food services and drinking places have gone up uh, almost nine-tenths of a percent, and they're up 14.1% over the last 12 months. Uh, auto dealers are down 2.5%, and this is this is a, still a problem with regard to the uh, uh, auto production in terms of their chips and things of this nature. 
So they're down two and a half percent for the month of November, and down uh, and up only a half of one percent for the last twelve months. And uh, that's a big thing that should be taking off. I don't know when it's going to take off though. Uh, food and beverage uh, is up eight tenths of a percent and up eight point one percent over the last twelve months. So that's that's mainly characteristic of inflation there. Uh, non-store retailers, uh, they're down nine-tenths of a percent for November and up 7.7%. So you see numbers like 7% or 8%, that basically means that we're, it, it means that we're keeping up with uh, uh, basically inflation. And uh, when we talk about sales, uh, retail sales don't include uh, things like, uh, you know, Includes sales of goods in bricks and mortar stores. It doesn't include services such as insurances, healthcare, uh, housing costs, haircuts, things of this nature. So it's not it's not an all encompassing retail sales number. Um, you know, you're you're uh, one of the things we're we're looking at basically in all these. Uh, the sales things here is the the uh, what's going to happen as China releases this. Uh, China has just gone uh, from this uh, lockdown mode to uh, hey, let everybody uh, uh, go out and uh, go out and uh, don't worry about the uh, COVID, and uh, there's going to be real repercussions from that. Uh, Nobody knows what they're going to be because nobody can tell just how much uh, the COVID has uh, gotten around in uh, China. So, but we're going to see probably within the next couple of months we'll see we'll see what happens there. Another thing in uh, industrial production, industrial production capacity utilization, uh, industrial production was down two tenths of a percent in November. And that goes along with what we've been seeing so far in the sense that there's only so much money to be spent and people are spending their money on services like uh, uh, travel and accommodations and restaurants and, and less money in, uh, in uh, uh, less money in manufactured goods. So uh, in terms of where this, uh, everything is basically Holding its own in manufacturing, but it's not uh, it's not increasing strictly because hey, people are spending their money on other things that they couldn't spend it on during the COVID. So this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. As we look forward to Christmas with its religious significance and the exchange of presents, we have to know that we have 12 gifts that were given to us by God at birth that allow us to overcome any obstacle. The first gift is strength. May you remember to call upon it whenever you need it. The second gift is beauty. 
May your deeds reflect its depth. The third gift is courage. May you speak and act with confidence and use courage to follow your own path. The fourth gift is compassion. May you be gentle with yourself and others, and may you forgive those who hurt you, and forgive yourself when you make mistakes. The fifth gift is hope. Through each passage and season, may you trust the goodness of life. The sixth gift is joy. May it keep your heart open and filled with life. The seventh gift is talent. May you discover your own special abilities and contribute them towards a better world. The eighth gift is imagination. May it flourish and nourish your visions and dreams. The ninth gift is reverence. May you appreciate the wonder that you are and the miracle of all creation. The tenth gift is wisdom. Let it guide your way. Wisdom will lead you through knowledge to understanding. May you hear its soft voice. The eleventh gift is love. May it grow each time you give it away. The twelfth gift is faith. May you believe. Now you know about your twelve gifts and use your gifts well and wisely and you'll discover among others that there's a gift that is uniquely you. So use those gifts and until we meet again next week for more of Get Rich Flow, may God protect you and keep you safe. You've been listening to Get Rich Slow with Jim McAleese of Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. Located at 47149 Bursley Road, Wellington, Ohio, 44090, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., a member of FINRA and SIPC. Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc., The materials Jim shares is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of James McAleese and Cornerstone's Consultants, Inc., and not those of Next Financial Group, Inc. Next Financial Group does not provide tax advice. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. To make an appointment with Jim regarding your own finances, call 440-647-2793. That number again, 440-647-2793. Jim will be back with Get Rich Slow next Saturday morning on 1420 WHK with more common sense finance strategies for financial winners.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.